Welcome to Burnside at Home for Sunday the 2nd of January 2022. We begin a brand new year and we come to God today to worship him and to find out that at the start of a new year, everything is under God's control. No matter how uncertain things may be in the weeks and months ahead, we come with the full knowledge, trusting in God, that he is in control. Colossians 1 verses 16 and 17 were told, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So today, as we worship, we're going to be thinking carefully about how Jesus Christ is in control, how everything in this world holds together through him and happens because of him, and we're going to worship him because of that. So let's begin by turning to God in prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your goodness to us. We look back over this year that we have just lived through. And Lord, although there have been many dangers, many problems, many difficulties that we have faced, we pause today to thank you and to praise you that you are the sovereign God, the King, the one who is in control. And therefore, Lord, we worship you and we praise you this day. Lord God, we ask now that as we look ahead into this new year, that you would continue to be with us and that we would continue to know your blessing. Lord, there are so many uncertainties. On a national level, we have this pandemic and we wonder when, if it will ever be over. But Lord, on personal levels, many of us are struggling with different issues in our lives and we come to you today and we ask, Lord, that you would help us, whatever those situations would be. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us throughout a global pandemic, but you are also with us personally through all that we do. So, Lord, we come to you this day and we ask for your blessing and we pray that you would lead us in the days ahead. For we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to God's Word, and uh, today we're uh, completing our little series on the book of Ruth, and we're going to see how God is at work and in control of all things, and we're going to read uh, just a few verses from Ruth chapter 2 and verses 1 to 9. So let's hear God's Word together. Now, Naomi had a relative on her husband's side from the clan of Elimelech, a man of standing whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favour. Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out and began to glean in the fields behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she found herself working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters, The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they called back. Boaz asked the foreman of his harvesters, Whose young woman is that? 
The foreman replied, she is the Moabitess who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She went into the field and has worked steadily from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in any another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with my servant girls. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the girls. I've told the men not to touch you and whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. Amen. And we pray that God will bless to us this reading of his word today. You know, one of my favourite points in a detective story is whenever the detective says, I don't believe in coincidences. Something strange has usually just turned up in the investigation. They've discovered that the main suspect is related to someone involved in a similar case many years previous. And the junior detective just sees it as a coincidence. But the senior detective says... I don't believe in coincidences. And then starts to investigate what this connection could possibly mean. And suddenly the case is blown wide open and they're beginning to solve it. wonder if you noticed a number of coincidences as we've been reading through the story of Ruth. There are lots of little things that just seem to happen. In fact, the writer even says on one occasion in verse 3 of chapter 2, as it turned out, Ruth found herself working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. It's that little phrase, as it turned out. I hope like the good detective, those little phrases grab your attention. I think the writer has put them there to say to us, do you see what's happening? Many would say it's just a coincidence, but there is something much more important happening. Although you could say, as it turned out, there is something much more deliberate happening here. Einstein is credited with saying, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. In other words, things don't just turn out that way. They don't just happen. God is at work. He has a plan. We talk about God being sovereign that he is the sovereign of the world, he is the king, and he makes plans, and then he executes those plans. God is in control. We can all probably look back over our lives and see the way that God has been working. We maybe were not too sure at times, but looking from our perspective now, it is very, very clear how God has been working. And that means that no matter what we're facing today, God is sovereign. God is in control. God has a plan. And just as he worked things out in the past, so he is working things out today. The story of Ruth is based around us finding hope under Bethlehem skies. And today we find hope as we see how God is sovereign in the story of Naomi and Ruth, and therefore we're reminded of how God is sovereign in our lives, and perhaps we need this more than ever at the start of a new year with all the challenges 
that we have faced over the last couple of years and the challenges that are ahead this year. So the first thing that we realise from the story about God being sovereign is that God brings blessing. God brings blessing. Things don't just change in this story. They change whenever God decides that they change. We begin with there being no blessing in Bethlehem. There is a famine in the land. So Naomi and Elimelech have left Bethlehem and they've travelled to Moab. But then after many years and Naomi losing her husband and her two sons, she hears that the famine is over. And the writer of Ruth makes it very clear that the change is because of God. When she heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, Naomi and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. When she heard that the Lord had come to the aid of his people. In this story, and indeed in life in general, we don't just get lucky or have good fortune. Things happen because of God. And we're going to see that today throughout this story. We can also see it in our own lives. These last two years have been difficult, but there has been blessing at the same time, and that blessing has come from God. When we weren't able to meet together on a Sunday, we discovered that we really are a people more than a building. We realised how much we value being together something that perhaps we had taken for granted before. We've had to think about what's important in our lives. We've had to decide who is important in our lives. We've had to readjust our behaviour because of guidelines and government directives. But the blessings come from God in God's time. Whenever we were allowed to meet together again, it wasn't a government decision, but it was a God decision. When the vaccines were tested and approved, God enabled the scientists to create them and test them and manufacture them. These things don't just happen. They are from God. God is in control of what is happening. So God brings blessing. Second thing that we discover from Ruth is that God directs our path. Having established in chapter 1 that the Lord brought the blessing of food back to Bethlehem, the author of Ruth then uses a little phrase which we've already mentioned today already, which I think is saying much more than it appears. In chapter 2, we're told of Ruth. So she went out and began to glean in the fields behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she found herself working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. It's that little phrase, as it turned out. It sounds as if this happened by chance. But we know that there is no way this was a chance encounter. And the writer knows that it's not a chance encounter either. I think they're saying, most people would say, wasn't Ruth lucky to arrive in the field of Boaz? But that would take a major leap of faith to believe that. Because in the end, it all works out so perfectly 
that it couldn't just have happened by chance. There, there must have been a plan. It didn't just turn out that way. God directed the path of Ruth, led her to the field of Boaz, blessed her with food and security. I wonder, can you think back over this last year and think of a few occasions where you could preface them by saying, as it turned out. Situations that you ended up in that suddenly changed the course of your life or perhaps just your year. You just happened to meet someone or be somewhere at the right time. And looking back, you can now see how God was directing your path. Well, the same is going to happen in this new year. Despite the doom and gloom of the news and the despair with new variants are discovered, God is still going to direct our paths. If we get to the end of this year, we'll be able to look back and see how it turned out. In fact, we should be looking for occasions when life just turns out on a daily basis. Because that's where we find Jesus at work. We've spent a lot of time this past year looking for Jesus in the Old Testament. At the beginning of a new year, we need to be looking for Jesus in our own lives and see where he's at work, and see what he is doing, because God is in control of what is happening. Thirdly, we see that God works out our circumstances, which may seem very similar to God directing our past, but I do think there's a subtle but important difference. Look at this example from chapter 4. Remember in chapter 3, Ruth went to the threshing floor late at night. She asked Boaz to redeem her and he agreed. But first he would have to approach the closer relative. Now, this is turning into a complicated set of events. But God works out the circumstances and he makes it simple. Boaz takes the first step. He goes down to the town gate. But then God works out everything that needs to happen. Meanwhile, Boaz went to the town gate and sat there. When the kinsman redeemer he had mentioned came along, Boaz said, Come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. The kinsman redeemer that Boaz needed to speak to just happened to be in the right place at the right time. They were at the traditional place for sorting out legal matters. There were elders from the town already there who would be able to act as witnesses. Boaz didn't try to force anything. He didn't try to trick anyone to get his own way. He had a plan as to how he was going to present the opportunity, but he allowed God to work out the circumstances. Sometimes... We can try and manipulate and force things to happen the way that we want them to. Or we can take the opposite approach and do nothing, supposedly letting God do it all. But here, Boaz does his bit, and then he lets God work out the circumstances. God is in control of what is happening here. Fourth of them, we see that God gives life. Many of the things in this story happen with a hint towards what God is doing. 
But in our next example, we are explicitly told once again that it is the Lord who is at work. And we see in this example that it is God who gives life and indeed God who takes away life. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. Then he went to her and the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. The hope of the story is the birth of a son. But the birth only comes about because of God. Perhaps we've never thought that there would be a problem whenever Ruth and Boaz got together, but Ruth had been married before. We're not told how long she was married to Malon, but it could have been almost 10 years, maybe less than that, but they hadn't had a family in the time that they were married. And that's the whole reason Naomi and Ruth are so vulnerable, because there were no descendants. So here we see that God is in control. He enables Ruth to conceive this time, and a son is born. God gives life, and he takes away life, and gives eternal life. We'll not stay on this planet one second longer than God intends us to. We cannot prolong our life here beyond what God has decided. So yes, of course we may worry about pandemics and diseases and illnesses and our general health. But God is in control. He is sovereign. Next we see that God redeems. He's not only the God who is in control of life, but he's the God who is in control of salvation. This is something vital for us to grasp. We don't earn our salvation. God redeems. He decides. The woman who surrounded Naomi after the child was born understood fully the part that God has to play in redemption. Look at verses 14 and 15 of chapter 4. The woman said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a kinsman redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given birth. In chapter 1, Ruth committed herself to God. And she obeyed simply throughout the story, and God brought about the redemption. If you have trusted in Jesus today, it is because Christ first called you to him. And because Christ first called, we then cannot slip out of his hands. We are sinful creatures, but God has provided us with hope in our Saviour. God is in control, so trust him today with your salvation. And trust them today with the salvation of others. He has provided a redeemer. So pray for those who are lost because God redeems. God is sovereign. God is in control of redemption. And then finally in the story today, we see that God provides a king. We see that simply stated in verse 17 of chapter 4 that Obed, Ruth and Boaz's son would be the grandfather of Israel's greatest king, King David. All of Israel prospered under King David and today God has provided us with a king in Jesus. 
And the only way for us to find blessing is to be subject to the King of Kings. God has provided the King and we are to bow in submission. He has provided a king who is in control, a king who is in charge, a king who makes decisions and we are to listen to and to follow. So things don't just happen. There are no coincidences in life. People don't appear at random. God is in control. Jesus is sovereign. Jesus is king. So as we look back over the last year and see God at work, as we look even further and see God at work right throughout our lives, we know that he will continue working in this year ahead. He's still in control. He is sovereign and he can be trusted. And this is the hope that we have, that God is in control. Just as he was in control with Ruth and Naomi, and just as he will be in 2022. So let's bow before him in prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your blessing upon us. We thank you that you are the sovereign one, the one who is in control, the one who is sovereign over all, and therefore we trust in you and we praise you this day. Lord, we ask for your blessing to be upon us in the year ahead. None of us know what is coming up, the, the difficulties that we will have to deal with, the suffering that we will go through. But Lord, you are faithful and therefore we trust in you. And now we pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit would be with us all both now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for worshipping today on this uh, pre-recorded service. Do remember you can come any Sunday at 11 o'clock and join with us uh, in the church building. You'll be made very, very welcome. And next week uh, we begin a new series uh, looking at how we live uh, in the exile that is this world that we're living in. So come along and join with us. It's a, a great series for the new year as to how we live our lives and how we follow Jesus.